the time to listen to this recording and that you're doing so in the right way for you at this moment. Please enjoy. If I say the word beauty to you, what does it conjure up for you? Just if that one word is passed over. It doesn't, it doesn't conjure up a person specifically or an image. It, to me, I think of beautiful moments, like what I said earlier, when I think of my niece running towards me with her arms out or seeing my mom laugh. That's when I think of beauty, that's what I think. So I'm like, wow, that is beautiful. My mom is a beautiful woman, but it's not because she's pretty. She is, but that's not why she's beautiful. She's beautiful because she's got a kind heart. She's beautiful because she's strong. She's there for everyone always. It's nothing to do. What's on the outside, she is beautiful, but that's not what comes into the word beauty for me. That's yeah. not what, that's, it, yeah, that's not what I think. Yeah, it's, it's shattering so many of things that I came in. And I think that's, I think that's amazing because there's so many people and I don't want to pin it on specifically like an older generation, but there is a lot of things from past generations that people are so against. And it was because in their sort of generation, it wasn't, it wasn't that it didn't happen. It just wasn't happening in front of everyone. So it wasn't normal. Mm-hmm. And I know I've sp- spoken to older people that sort of don't they've got nothing against it but they don't understand when people are gay when people are drag queens they just don't get it and it's not that they're against it they just don't understand it yeah I think people can have so many like preconceptions and judgments of a person just based off one thing that they might be able to see or know whereas if you've got someone just their voice and you can hear that person talking and about their values and their morals and what they stand for that's like you could think in your head I could imagine that most people, 99.9% of people, would imagine the person very different to what that person actually looks like, yeah. just based on how they speak. Because if someone sounds nice and like friendly, you would expect it to be a sort of very clean, small, shy looking, cute person with no tattoos and no makeup, whatever. And yet it would probably actually be the complete opposite. And you would expect just from not me personally, but I know from other people, you would think that someone who was going to be a bit rough around the edges, they might be covered in tattoos, piercings. You might think that they might be a bit sort of more standoffish and they're probably actually the lovelier person of the two. Yeah. This is what I I did a, a one the other day with somebody and they were talking about somebody could be absolutely gorgeous to look at, but they're not a person you'd want to know. Yeah. Because as a person they're not nice and they don't, they don't, they're not inside in, internally, they're not beautiful. I think unless you're a beautiful person on the inside, it's very, very hard to be a beautiful person on the outside. It might be from a distance to people that you don't know, but as soon as someone sparks a conversation, it's going to be very instantly obvious. And I think that's, this is a good topic actually surrounding beauty pageants, as you mentioned, because people have got this sort of idea that a pageant is just a thing where girls can go and stand and look pretty and that's all it's about and that they're all dumb and don't have any idea what they're doing or whatever there's such a stereotype around pageantry and it's actually the complete opposite like the bunch of girls that I'm doing Miss International with and when I did Miss Miss Newcastle are some of the nicest girls I've ever met they're all doing amazing things for charities they're all becoming ambassadors they're all standing up against sort of 
um, mental health problems. They're all standing up against sexual abuse. They've all got these amazing platforms and they all want to do so much. And actually, that yes, there is a section of it where it is your presence on stage and it is how you walk and how you present yourself. But the main judgment of the pageant is not, oh, is she, is she pretty? There's so much more to it. Is she a beautiful person? Is what she's doing, is what she stands for beautiful? And I think anyone outside of pageantry doesn't know that and no one gets to see that side of it. And that's what we are trying to do to break the stereotype because for people that don't know, it's just like, oh, it's a beauty pageant. They don't actually see anything that goes into it and how much all of the girls that are doing it want to help and make a change for things that are important. Mm. So I suppose it isn't like, because we see on the telly and you see all the, I'm, I mean, I'm going back to younger than you, obviously, all the, the um, thingies and tiaras and all that, all the little kiddie yeah. ones. It's, which is very, I'm going to say even the, the appearance is very artificial. I think I have a bit more of an issue with sort of the younger pageants. I think it's very difficult at such a young age for a child to make a decision whether or not they actually want to do that or whether or not it's just the parent's dream that they want to put their child into that or it's maybe something that they wanted to do and they didn't fulfil so they're now sort of pushing it onto the child. I think that's a situation with a lot of things though. I think that can be the situation with dance sometimes um, and sort of anything really. I think sometimes parents can push too much, but obviously on TV as well, it's always going to look a lot worse than what it probably is because they always get the best bits. A lot of it probably is scripted for the views. So we will never 100% know, but I do think pageantry is perceived very very wrong the way it is shown in programs like that because it's the complete opposite the complete opposite everything that we sort of stand for is just so so different to what you would see on like for example toddlers and tiaras do you think it's um it's like a historical view that is you you mentioned before the older generation I think it's just one of those things where one thing's been released and it became really popular and everyone knew about it. And now that's instantly what everyone relates pageants back to. And obviously there's such a big stigma of like, what would you like? Oh, world peace, harmony. And I think it's sort of shown as it's quite a, quite ditzy. And that it's just sort of someone trying to look pretty and be like, yeah, world peace, and then not actually do it. But every single pageant that I have like, seen or watched or the ones that I've been involved in including this one it's so much more than that every single girl is doing something absolutely amazing I know one girl from Miss International and um, she's got she's an amazing sewer so she's actually making underwear and panty liners reusable panty liners to send away for those that can't afford sanitary products there's another girl that's just became an ambassador for Mind and she's working with them against sexual abuse I became an ambassador for Melanoma Me and I'm fundraising and working alongside Teenage Cancer Trust. Every single one of us is doing something that will make a difference. I've just started a petition online, which, you know, I sent to you and that's to change something on the NHS website. So really it's a, it's so much more than just being on stage and looking good. It really, really is. 
that's a big thing about pageantry as well like I know the ethos of the ethos of um Miss International they it's cheer all women that's what they stand for there's no discrimination against um race uh, like no matter what you can enter that pageant and that's what they're there for they want people to enter it because it's such a confidence booster as well I know a lot of girls enter pageants to gain confidence and it is an amazing thing for that and I think if you can stand tall and be proud of who you are and comfortable of, with who you are and think, Do you know what? Yeah, I am. I am a great person. And you know that all of your morals are right. That will be perceived that you are a strong, confident person and that there is nothing more amazing than that to see. So mm. when you're saying like, you might not feel like that somewhere deep down, you are that person because that's what everyone else can see. I think it's a big thing of sort of self-love as well because I've recently with Melanoma Me who I'm an ambassador for started doing a self-love class with them and there's loads of different tasks that you do throughout the um throughout the session and it's sort of you, ha you have to do a lot of talking about yourself and people aren't used to talking about themselves if I said to you three three words that you love about yourself people go like people don't know because people don't talk about themselves and you need to sort of get into the mindset of talking about yourself, how be kind to yourself, like how you would be kind to others. And I think once you get to a certain point on that self-love journey, it literally, it changes your life because you know who you are, you know what you are, you know what you stand for, and no other outside opinion could change that. And I've been sort of on my sort of self-love journey for like the, a lot of years now. And I'm at a point now where I know who I am. I know that I'm a good person. And no matter what anyone else could sort of say to me or it literally would not affect me. It would not bother me because what they perceive, what they think of me is none of my business. Yeah, 100%. Because you can't let what anyone else think affect your way of thinking because it will completely knock you off. And also another big thing to do is to just not compare because comparing yourself is the worst thing in the world. It is just the worst thing that anyone can do for themselves ever because it's never, ever going to end well. There's always going to be someone that's going to be slimmer, prettier, fitter. There's always going to be something better, but they're not you. Mm -hmm. And you'll have something that they don't. So it's not everyone is the same we would it would be boring if we were all the same the world would yeah. be a very boring place yeah because I think what, what you said about having to find three words about yourself I mean I pulled a face I don't know if you saw but I I really did because I think my first reaction if somebody was to say to me tell me three things about you I would have to pick three faults or three things that because we don't we're oh I don't want to brag that if I've got something about me so we do, we tend to pick on the little, probably insignificant things. I think that being positive about yourself is being, is seen as big headed. And it, it sometimes can be. And when I, when I started like my sort of self-love journey, I felt like that as well. And I felt really awkward being like, ha like confident about myself or happy about myself because I thought like, oh, I don't want people to sort of think I'm big headed. But at the same time, if you thought someone else looked beautiful, you would have no issue with saying to them, my God, you look amazing. So why, why would you have that issue saying that to yourself? Like mm -hmm. you, you really shouldn't because 
you need to be able to know that yourself. If you can't love you, this is a RuPaul quote. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love anyone else? Can I get amen. That is so true. I'm watching, I'm um, watching it at the minute, like constantly. That's why I'm saying that. But it's so so true. You can't pour from an empty cup. Oh, I love it. It's like I always say, I would have to start telling people about. Um, oh, well, it's my belly and and this and my limb. But I was. I wouldn't think about saying, do you know what? When I speak, I've got these two little so cute dimples that, that appear just above my mouth. And yeah. they're lovely. I would I think they're go, I think they're beautiful because they're quite unique. Yeah. And they I'm are. like, but I wouldn't tell somebody that. A good sort of habit to get into as well is to practice positive self-talk. So for example, if I'm if there's something that I think I'm not going to be able to do, I wouldn't say like, oh God, I'm not going to be able to do that. I would say, do you know what? It's going to be a challenge, but it's something new and I'm excited. And it's about flipping things. It's about reversing everything the wrong way. So example, you were saying about your limp. This is going to sound really dramatic, but I've got a tattoo on the back of my leg that actually says perspective. I'm really, really big at putting things in a perspective all the time. So for example, if I had a limp and I was thinking, oh, my limp, I've got legs, I can walk. Someone, someone out there is thinking, my legs don't work. Mm-hmm. Someone else out there is thinking, I don't have legs. Yeah. And you start to put things into perspective like that. It's like, wow. And it's a lot of it's like sort of gratitude and stuff as well. Like me and my mom always say to each other, I read something somewhere and I think it was like someone dies literally every second in the world. It's like someone's sort of just died. Like that's how fast it is. So if I'm ever being negative about myself or about a situation I I just that's quite morbid to say but I just think that in my head and I just think realistically your situation could be a lot 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 worse and me and my mom always say that to each other we just go perspective and then we just leave it at that because it's I think you need when when you put things into perspective you start appreciating yourself and what you've got a lot more people I've got to admit though people say to me how are you today I have got into the habit of saying it's a good day I'm up and I'm out um yeah I sort of trained myself people would say how are you getting on I'm like I'm all right or not bad and then I've trained myself into saying yeah I'm really good because if I'm not bad I'm good so why would I choose to say the negative of the two I'm good yeah I'm not bad I'm good like there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong so yeah if I'm in pain yeah if I'm in pain like I'm in I'm in pain 24 hours a day so if I tell you I'm fine, that means I'm in pain. Yeah. But what's the point in me always saying I'm in pain? And I've got I've got used to doing this around my pain, but I suppose I don't do it around other things. Yeah. It's just one of them things where the mind is so powerful and so complicated. And once you start to realise how everything works and start to learn little tricks to help you, you become literally unstoppable. I, um, I think, in fact, I said to Stuart yesterday or the night before, we're talking about something, but there was a solution to whatever we were talking about. I says, oh, it's not a problem then. Yeah. It's only a problem if you can't find a solution. Yeah. And there's most of the time there is a solution. Oh, there is. There is. They're tough sometimes. And there's sometimes solutions you don't want, but. Yeah. There's there's solutions. Everything happens for a reason. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But there's so much um, pressure by society 
yeah. um, that, that's put on. And it's not, years ago, it used to be society puts pressures on girls yeah. and women. And it's not now. It's society puts pressures on people. Yeah. Especially young people. Well, I'm going to say whatever age you are. And I think um, social media is a big part yeah, of that. Yeah. I think but, social media is the best and the worst thing at the same time. Mm. It's amazing, but it's also very, very, very negative. It's so easy for someone to make a comment to someone across the other side of the world who they've never gonna they're never gonna meet, they're never gonna see, and there's no repercussions of their actions because they're never gonna meet that person. So they could quite literally say anything and then just log out or yeah. it or and their comments then left in the world which could potentially take someone's life essentially oh it's it's scary because i think you know when you look at um makeup products and clothing and stuff i mean clothing our dress will look wonderful once you've got your spanks on and you go well i don't want your dress then yeah would it not look nice without spanks too but this is all spanks always say oh you, you need us well why you know i've got a belly because i had four amazing children yeah but i've got all of this but makeup you've got to have flawless foundation that makes you look like you don't have skin yeah everything is is aimed to make you into something else and to almost like eradicate um the real you under and I think it's I think things like that are good for making people feel good because I mean I'm sat with a full face on now but that's because I had a photo shoot as you know um <laughs> I don't normally sit in my living room like this with a full lash but it's one of those things where I think it's it's good in a sense of people can use it even when they want but I seen I think it was in Norway or there was somewhere in the world that I basically made a rule on Instagram that you had to sort of say if your picture has been edited or filtered or um, touched up, like retouched, there's a thing that you have to like declare that it has on your Instagram. And I think even something as simple as that is just worth it because then that 14 year old girl that's looking at someone with everything fake might not then think oh this is all real this is how i need to look she might then see the little thing underneath that says actually this is a filter like don't worry think oh, okay well it's a filter because people see images online and they try to recreate that image themselves when half the time that image is actually a fake image and then someone's trying to create that fake image which they can't create because it's fake and it never even existed on that person never mind themselves and then they sort of get really beat up about it and really down about it when they can't look exactly like that photo. Oh. And it's like, well, that's not real. That's a filter. That's Facetune. That's Photoshop. And yes, all of those things are fine and amazing to do. God, when I get my photos from this photo shoot, they're going to be edited because they're professional photos and I want them to look edited. I want them to look, I want to look spotless in them. But at the same time, I'm very aware that that's not how I look like when I wake up in the morning. And that's not what I look like throughout my normal day. And I'm very open with that on my Instagram. I'm very open to uploading a picture with no makeup on or a picture of me being lazy and not all glammed up. Because I think 
it's a nice thing to do, but I don't think people should feel that they need to do it. I'm doing a lot at the moment where I am constantly glammed up because I'm doing sort of appearances and stuff. And I'm not doing it because I feel like I have to. I'm doing it because I want to. I want to put my makeup on and I want to. It's like a different persona for me. It's almost like I put on an alter ego when I put my heels on and my lashes on. And it's nice to put that on, but it's nice to take it off. And I'm the same person. My morals and everything else is exactly the same, which is the important part because... I think that's where people get confused with the pageant. I think people sometimes think that it's just for the pageant. Like what I'm doing now, especially with my charity work for Teenage Cancer Trust, I started that before I even knew I was doing Miss International. So everything I'm doing now is still very real. It's still very me. And I still would have done it regardless of had I not had the opportunity to do Miss International, it would have all been stuff that I would have done anyway. But the makeup and stuff, that's not how I look when I wake up. That's something that I put on because it makes me feel good and it makes me feel nice. The same as when people, if people want to go to the gym because it makes them feel good, then fair enough. If people want to read a book because it makes them feel good, it's that sort of thing. But it's just important in knowing that there is a difference and that it's not constant. Yeah, and you're not doing it. Well, I'm assuming I'm you're not. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. almost putting words into you you're not doing it because you feel like you need I'm not doing it because I feel like society needs me to I'm doing it because I want to yeah yeah that's it that's it and I think it's it's these pressures I think that worry me about um you know and I'm going <laughs> come on we're, we're both old here down to like under 18s and under 10s even because yeah. they've never known any of the world except this this airbrushed filtered world that's available yeah. on a phone or on a tablet anything that's online is filtered and airbrushed and then do, they don't know anything beyond that and I'll happily admit all of my photos are filtered I, I, I wouldn't say there was one photo on my Instagram that didn't have a filter on it because it's Instagram but that equally that wouldn't be something that I would hide and try and make people think that that's how I look because it's not it's a filter it's very obviously a filter I quite often grain my photos as well so people can tell that it's been a filter and that it's not just amazing lighting <laughs> I make it look like you can see that it's edited I'm not trying to hide it <laughs> and I think it's that honesty that it's a choice as well yeah definitely but some people you want to not because you feel you have to is the big difference and that's a biggie and I think it's accepting that and that comes down to the self-love again yeah that once you accept that um, you are you are you and you are brilliant as you are, you don't need to change yourself for other people. Yeah, you don't. I think once you get into that mindset, you don't feel the need to do anything for other people in that sort of sense. Not in like as in anything ever. I just mean in the sense that you don't feel you need to live up to a certain expectation because you could be the brightest, juiciest peach in the bunch and there's still going to be someone that doesn't like peaches. And it just, you can't try and live your life trying to impress other people because it won't, it will not make you happy, ever. But yeah, I'm a big believer as well. Music is, is beautiful. I've got a song, my, my favourite song in the world is Never Too Much by Luther Vandross. It's my favourite song ever. And literally, no matter what mood I am in, if someone plays that song, I'm 
instantly I just feel amazing and it just yeah. makes me happy literally no matter what that song just cheers me up mm-hmm. and it's it's great when we know we've got a song like that because you'll go hunting for it now and then go no 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 I need this but yeah. have you ever found that sometimes if that song if you're in that moment that song will come on the radio yeah and you're like hang on you knew yeah or you didn't realize you were down until you heard that song and then yeah that's the thing sometimes as well if it comes on somewhere and then it comes on and I instantly start vibing and and like I feel myself smile and I'm like hang on a minute what was I doing before this like was something wrong was I upset was I just tired like what was wrong because I wasn't like this happy two seconds ago (laughs) yeah and sometimes you mightn't feel that huge shift yeah but a lot of the time we don't realize if if we're going downhill until something snaps and we'll go one way or the other one of them words that's just so you can't put it into words like if you said to me define beauty I couldn't I couldn't give you one specific meaning for it because like I said about my niece the videos on Facebook where there's a baby that's deaf and it gets his hearing implant and it can hear it first time to me that's beautiful that's like the one of the most amazing things ever when I think of beauty I don't ever think of someone on Instagram that looks nice it doesn't even come to my head and it also just shows how how quickly and how easily it can leave your mind you can scroll on Instagram and you think oh my god that's amazing that's amazing that's amazing um I want to look like that whatever but it never actually leaves a real impact of wow that was well not never but it's not the sort of thing that you would I would personally remember I wouldn't think oh my god I remember like six days ago there was this girl on Instagram and she was so beautiful because she had this eyeliner on like I, I would never remember that my brain would remember oh my god that the other day the old lady in the street who was being helped by some someone that would be the thing that my brain would remember as being the beautiful thing do you watch um glow up i've seen it yeah i think the first second season did you see the season was it the second was it was the last season and there was a girl on it with a port wine birthmark oh i'm not sure i don't think i've seen that she had a birthmark on her face and she was an instagram she was a blogger influencer whatever you want to call it um and what she did was she didn't hide it with makeup yeah she did makeup on herself but actually didn't draw attention to it but um celebrated it yeah and I just think this is this is wonderful you know I, I was seeing so much that was telling me you need to hide things like this. I mean, you need to buy, once you're over 40, 50, whatever, you need to be spending a fortune on lotions and potions to get rid of all your yeah. wrinkles and give yourself perfect skin and all this. It's not about that. It's the things that need to be celebrated, not hidden. Like, for example, my scar from where I've had my operation, like, one of I noticed one of the first things that, like, quite a lot of people kept saying, not necessarily my close friends or family, but people that, like, oh, um you're getting bio oil to get rid of your scar like that would be really good and I'm like hang on a minute I've just had an operation for cancer and your first response is asking if I'm trying to get rid of my scar (laughs) like that is not in that is not even in my head like I actually really quite like it it's a bit of a weird color but 
I, I like it there. I learned to love it because it's something that I'm like, yes, I'm surviving. Like, it's not something where I think, oh my God, I want to get some bio oil to get it off my arm as quick as possible because it's part of me and it's part of my journey. It's not something that I want to just sort of get rid of or forget about. Yeah, I mean, I've got a um, couple of scars on my belly from having my gallbladder removed, which was beautiful because it stopped the pain. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that- if people have to be very careful with how they word things as well, because I think... I think people say a lot without actually thinking about what they're saying. And I've seen something else on this recently, which is a bit off topic, but I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook, which I've shared where it's like, stop asking someone when they're going to have kids, stop asking someone when they're going to have um, a husband, when they're going to get a husband or when they're going to get married, because for all you know, that person could have tried to have kids four times and they could have lost a child four times. That person could have had a really bad experience that has made them not want children because they might've had a bad childhood or, with someone in a relationship that person might not be interested in anyone ever and they might be an independent person that wants to be on their own and I think it's a thing from the past where people just ask these questions and they just blurt them out with no intention of actually really caring about the answer I feel like people almost use them as conversation fillers Mm. I feel like people sometimes just use it as a as a topic of conversation without actually thinking like is this enough, like, do I know enough about this person to know if that question's going to upset them or trigger something or actually be important? Because most of the time as well, it's like, oh, you're going to have kids. And they're like, oh, I don't know. Oh, like, it, it's not a conversation anyway. And I would never, personally, I would never point that out unless it was someone I knew. Like, if it was someone that I just met, I would never say it. They're like, oh, what's that from? Because you just don't know how me, anyone could ask me about that and I don't care. I'm very open about it. Like, I would quite happily explain to anyone um because I want to spread awareness but some people you don't know what it's from you don't know what it's made them feel you don't know what it's going to trigger so it's best to just leave it with stuff like that unless the person wants to actively go out of their way to tell you mm. don't need to ask that there are other questions you can ask that are not going to bring up something that could potentially really trigger someone like there's other topics of conversation to talk about and a lot of the time people don't actually really care. They're just being nosy and they just want to know. They don't actually really care about it. They're just like, oh, what's that from? Oh, I was diagnosed with skin cancer. And they're like, oh, are you all right now? Yeah, okay. And that's it. And it's like, yeah, they're not really interested in what the situation was. They just want to know what the scar's from. Yeah. And people are really, really, I've noticed, people are very, 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 intimidated by a confident woman and they don't like it and they automatically think I'm talking men and women they automatically think oh god like she's on herself or she's snobby or she's this or she's that or oh god look at her and it's it's such a stereotype that that's what pageantry is really good for is to break the stereotype like we are all confident strong young women and none of us or sort of nasty or look down we all support each other together and that's like I said earlier that's the ethos of Miss International is cheer all women and no matter who's entering no matter what their experience no matter what their background we're all in this together and we all want to make change together and it's nothing to do with just what's on the outside like it comes into it to an extent but it's not the biggest part of it by any means and mostly it's not even about 
specifically how how pretty is someone it's more about the presentation because whoever wins Miss International is going to be representing the UK in Japan so they need someone that can actually physically present themselves well especially when things are sort of a lot stricter over there and everything's very different they need someone that can sort of stand up tall that can have a conversation that can be polite that looks well dressed that looks like they're a finished product they look like they've cared and made an effort they look like they've wanted to look good for it and they've made an effort and they knew that they would come here and stuff it's not like someone that is like sort of just messy and their hair's half done and they look like they couldn't be bothered essentially it's not necessarily to do with the whole pretty thing it's more about the how well put together are you do you look like you're ready to be responsible for the whole of the UK because you wouldn't see I mean this is very different but you wouldn't just see Queen Lizzie walking around in her slippers and like chilling in a dressing gown. Do you know what oh, I mean? I'd she, love to. I would love to, but she's always so well presented, and that's that's just how it should be. It's someone to look that they are ready, and it's not to do with them being pretty. It's to do with them looking like they care more than anything. Yeah, I think that that's really interesting because when you're saying that it, it's almost like it gives other people confidence in them. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if this is why a lot of people don't really have confidence in Boris Johnson. Because <laughs> he never actually looks like he's put effort in. Appearance is a big thing in the sense of it can tell you a lot about a person when you first meet someone. And I don't mean that at all by like beauty standards or like how gorgeous their eyelashes are. I'm talking nothing superficial. I'm talking about like do they look like they've brushed their hair this morning and do they look like they've actually made an effort to come here are their clothes ironed have by looking at things like that you can see right that person's clothes are ironed it's currently 8 a.m they had to leave at half seven which means they had to get up at least half six to do this which means they care because they've got up early they've prepared themselves they look the part they're sat the part they're not sat slouching like body language and how you present yourself it says so much about someone if you had two people walking on stage and one of them was going to represent the UK and one of them walks on slouch and their hair's like not very put together it just looks like they could have rolled out of bed and like something doesn't match on their outfit and they're just sort of generally like not finished but visually their face is much more gorgeous than the other person and they've got so much more knowledge and everything else but the other person walks on with confidence, with pride, with with motivation to do something, with like an actual sort of, do you know what I mean? If they look the part, that's the person you're going to instill your confidence in because you're going to think, yeah, they look strong. They look like they know what they're doing. They look like they know what they're talking about. I don't shave my armpits. Yeah. And it was like, oh, but you must. But why? And I went, well, for starters, Who's gonna who gives a flying F? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And also, I mean, I've got a, an underactive thyroid, so I've got virtually no hair on me on my arms, I've got virtually no hair on my legs. I've got my eyebrows. I only have to block out half an eyebrow. Look, because I've only got I've half an I've literally got none myself. <laughs> so so I could be as surprised as I want without having to even block out eyebrows. <laughs> Um, so I'm losing my eyebrows and I'm the, the hair under my, you know, my all my other body hair is thinning. Yeah. But I'm just like, 
what's the point? I've hit the and stage. If it, I've seen things where people are like, why haven't you shaved your armpits? Like, it's not supposed to look like that. If it wasn't supposed to look like that, then it wouldn't grow there. It wouldn't be there if it wasn't supposed to be. Like, your body grows it there for a reason. It's yeah. supposed to be there. And I think it's one of them things where it's like, each to their own. If you love to shave your armpits and have them completely bald all the time, which is me when I remember, I actually did this morning because I had a photo shoot. I'm just checking. Yeah, otherwise, they'd be airbrushing them out. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, I would be absolutely filtering them out of my Instagram polls. <laughs> That's my personal preference. I like to have my armpits completely shaved all of the time, so long as I remember. But I wouldn't then feel like and feel the need to oppress that on someone else because if they like their armpit hair down to their knees, that's that's fine. They do them. That's not affecting me. Yeah. That's not affecting my armpits. It's not affecting my life. <laughs> exactly. It's to me, it's no different than somebody saying, um, I like to do the school run in uh, false eyelashes and red lipstick. And if that's your decision, and that's what you do. If that makes you feel good and you like to do that, then great. But equally, if you want to go there in your slippers still then do you know what I mean do it it's people just need to stay in their own lane I think people get too caught up with everything that's going on around them and try to make judgments and stuff and I think if everyone just thought to themselves do I need to say that do I need to make that judgment do I actually need to make that comment I think they would probably realize no like I don't it's not going to get me anything it's not going to gain the person anything it could potentially upset the person so why mm. but I think the problem is people don't think people just say things without actually processing it first the repercussions that it could have on others yeah I think if it's what you would expect people to think it is I think people are learning now that it's not that yeah but and also the more we're, we're carrying on a conversation people are, are bringing in beauty slightly different ways and I think that's important for people to take away talking about this whole subject you might not think what someone else is doing is beautiful like you might not look at someone and think I would wear that outfit myself with that hairstyle myself with those shoes myself however they look fantastic they look beautiful but it doesn't necessarily mean like I would wear everything that that person's wearing. Because if I say like an older lady who's wearing like an outfit that suits her, I'm like, wow, she looks beautiful. But I would never wear that. I would never think that was beautiful on me. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's not beautiful. It's being able to appreciate it in someone else or in something else, like you say, but understanding that it doesn't mean that you have to think that and have mm -hmm. to feel that it's like that for you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this dialogue. If you would like any more information about the other podcasts, they're all available um, in the attachments from this podcast. And I please, I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to any feedback that you may have about them. Thank you again so much.